You haven't accepted Christ, you fucking pussy. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those locks for love type of situations. Impolite. People always fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My fingers always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? All right, so how are you guys doing? Welcome to Indecorous Comedy Podcast. Yeah, pretty doing good, pretty man. good. I'm trying to get better about saying Indecorous Comedy Podcast. It makes it sound more official. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, you figure 60-some episodes in, it's it's about time we learn the name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we, get it, we get the name hammered down. At the, yeah. Yeah, it, by that 100th episode, maybe we'll <laughs> really have it. Indecorous Comedy the Podcast. Thing. Well... <laughs> I want to update you guys on things because I kind of have been neglecting the whole fantasy football thing. It's funny how when we start losing, I kind of am not as stop updating. Yeah, kind of not not as pumped about. But we won the last game, guys. We beat Pop Nutshell Podcast. Oh, cool, man! Pop Nutshell. Pop Nutshell. So, what do you guys think that podcast is about? Uh, Daddy issues. Daddy issue. I like it. Pop nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Somebody got molested. Oh, baby. <laughs> well, I'm reading it. I'm reading it as pop nutshell, but maybe it's pop nuts hell. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. See? Yeah. That's it's saying. the hell yeah. that this person had to go through when they saw their father's testicles. Yeah. You tell me the name of your podcast. I'll tell you what it really means. <laughs> But yeah, we we weren't looking good. Actually, on the last podcast, I said our chances were looking about as good as Trump's chances of winning the election, and then we won. So now now I feel bad about it. Did you just jinx this, Carlos? Yeah, I just jinx. But we are in second place, though. We are five and four, which is not a great record, but somehow that still leaves us in second place. And then next week, we're playing Misery Needs Company, which you two happen to believe is a soul asylum podcast. Oh, definitely, bro. Definitely. Well, yeah. that's not even what they say in the song, though. But fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not. It's not my fault they don't know how to name their Soul Asylum podcast. <laughs> it's yeah. That's right. It's just a typo, and they just went with it. It's like I oh, already bought the URL for Misery Needs Company. We'll just <laughs> exactly. go with that. Already got some misspelled words in there. I mean, come on. Yeah, for sure. Also, I want to update everybody on how many Trumpers have paid me since. Trump lost. <laughs> this is going to be our first podcast that we've recorded since the results were called. And we're standing right now, we're standing at zero. Zero Trumpers have paid me the $100 that they owe me from Trump losing the election. Are we surprised though? No, not at all. All these voting irregularities. I mean, what was it? Uh, millions of illegals. Lots of. Yeah, lots all of, that. Uh, all hey, that's... listen, Carlos, every legal vote is going to be counted, all right? Yeah, I mean, that's Mitch right. Mitch McConnell said so himself. So, yeah, that's the excuse I keep getting from, I'm getting that from, uh, what's funny is that one of the bets I'd made was with a comic, this guy Kayvon, which I I feel bad that I've never heard of him before because he is the most famous half-Persian comedian in the world. (laughs) Sounds like he's caving on the bet. (laughs) I like that. Kayvon, his last name is Mosey, or Moezi, or whatever, but... And he just goes by cave on because he's cool like that. But okay. what's funny is I checked his Facebook page today. So that's how I found out he was the most famous half Persian comedian in the world. But also 
He is the most honest half Persian comedian in the world. Yet he refuses to pay me. So I, I'd hate to see what the not as honest half Persian comedian. I mean, is that is that just what you say about yourself when you're not Maz Jabroni? <laughs> Maz Jabroni. Maz Jabroni. Jabroni, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is what you, you're Frody and Slip. The guy I'm thinking of is a big rock fan, all right? <laughs> so what's yeah. the uh, so what's the um prognosis going here carlos are they going to pay you once the election's finally official or are they saying it's too early or are they saying like win lose or draw they're not paying you like well, how well is this i'm being giving explained? you i'll give you their latest excuse which i'm sure will will change you know th these excuses will evolve the longer this goes but currently it's uh uh, we got to go through the whole legal process and lawsuits and there's nothing's official yet. So that's what they're going by right oh, Well, now. that's good. That, that means you might still get a pretty big payday. So Yeah, that's that's what they say. For a stolen election, Ian? <laughs> Come on. The other, the, the other thing that was funny is when I hit up Kayvon about this, he was like, one of the things that he made clear to say when I sent him a message was, you know, $100 doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> I'm just not going to pay it until... I'm, yeah, I'm just going to use every single recourse possible to get away from paying you $100, even though it doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, I'm going to treat you like the IRS. You'll get money out of me when you threaten me with jail time. <laughs> but make sure you know that I'm affluent before I welch on my bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this guy is... It's funny because it's like the long... I actually am relishing the fact that they're not paying because it just gives me material to make fun of them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And this guy, dude, I posted the message that he sent me on my Facebook and then he saw it and he and then he sent me a message. He was like, if you post any more of the messages I sent, you will be blocked. You have been warned. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> putting you on notice. I'm putting you on notice that you will never be able to see my hot sizzling takes on Facebook. <laughs> It's like, yeah, you can block me. I, you still owe me a hundred dollars, though. I don't. The thing is, like, I don't even follow the guy. I didn't even know who the guy was, but our buddy Tom Simmons, he's actually the one that I guess he's. I don't know if he just is an acquaintance of him or or met him at some point, but he was the one that was like, hey, this guy, this guy will bet you some money. So I was like, all right, let's do it. That's why I only bet a hundred, though. I mean, I think I've said this before, but hundred is not gonna make or break me. It's almost worth not getting paid just so I can call them deadbeats for the rest of their lives. And it's a higher probability that you will collect also. I mean, $100 conceivably could change hands, but once you get around like 500 or 1,000, no one's going to pay that ever. Yeah, well, and then and if it's 500 or 1,000, then I'm like, okay, I want to get paid then. <laughs> then it becomes like, okay, so now I'm going to have to hunt these people down and try to take them to court and shit. Like I said, like $100, all right, if you pay me, of course I want the money. But if you don't, then I get to call you a deadbeat. So it's almost <laughs> worth it. You should be able to track them down like uh, child support at that point. I mean, that's what's going to be funny about it. If like if they don't pay, I am going to hound these guys, especially Kayvon, because he's a comedian. So we know a lot of the same people. So I'm never going to let it. The, the other guys are just like, regular Trumper nobodies that I'm not going to fucking hunt somebody down in Missouri. But but this guy is out in L.A., so I'm like, oh, I, we know plenty of the same people. It'll be fun. Man, so um, so question, Carlos. We uh, <clears throat> we haven't really talked too much about this, but um, I saw you're doing stand-up comedy again, apparently. So first time on the stage in a while, or what? Yeah, since February, I just did a open mic for the first time at the local well local the local open mic that i'd always go to apparently they started up again about three weeks ago and then i have a show booked 
outside of Asheville, North Carolina at the end of the month. So I was like, I don't want to go there and do it cold. You know what I mean? Like just because I haven't done it since February and I have been headlining. So I got to do 30, 40 minutes. So I was like, I got to warm up before I go there. It went surprisingly okay. I forgot what joke came next a couple of times, but I was expecting to stumble a whole lot more for not having done it. In, I mean, it's the longest I've gone without doing stand-up since I started doing stand-up. So inter- interesting, because, you know, Bobby and I were of the impression that this was a monogamous kind of thing here, you know? We didn't think that you were going to go out and start doing stand-up comedy on your own again. I think that was just you. I never heard this from Bobby. <laughs> I think there's another one of your tales where you're trying to drag Bobby along. <laughs> it was my understanding you were going to be telling jokes to no one else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I barely tell any jokes on this thing either. <laughs> I thought we were exclusive. I hope it all goes well, man. I know that some people are going back, some people are not. I mean, I don't see myself doing a shitload of shows, honestly, but I, they offered me this one. Honestly, I kind of took it because I had a credit for a free hotel room that I wasn't able to use all of this year because I didn't have any shows. So I'm right. like, all right, let me try to use it for this. And, you know, at least it won't go to waste. But after I use it, I'm like, I'm not really that interested in doing a bunch of shows. Like, you know, I know there's shows in South Carolina and shit. Oh, yeah. Because they've never given a fuck about the virus. They don't give two fucks. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm not desperate to do all that shit. So I'm just going to get my my free hotel room. I do this little show. And then, uh, and then okay, and then I'll come back to you guys, all right? It's all a one-time right. thing. It's a little fling. Stop being so... You think it's that easy? We're just going to let you right back in after? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'm going to be begging you guys. Please, guys. It was just a... It just a, it meant nothing to me. Yeah. It was a purge. It was a, it was a cheat day, right? Yeah, that's right. It was a cheat day. I always, we always agreed that if I was offered a gig outside of Asheville, it was okay. That's like your celebrity <laughs> cheat, basically. Right, right, right. It was it was one of your uh, ten gigs that you <laughs> that's right that you were allowed to take. It was you know agreed upon. I that I tell you, I, I had that where with somebody wants to. What, do you guys have that? Have you guys ever done that? Like, oh, there's your celebrity cheat or whatever. Like you said, you could pick one celebrity. Yes, yes, yes. Like, exactly. what would you? What's like if you could pick one celebrity? What would it be, Ian? Well, you know, it's interesting because once upon a time it would have made sense, but um, she's aged a little bit. Uh, since. She's over eighteen now. I I, th- I think the joke goes something like. And this, it's not mine, by the way. It's a street joke. But the, the wife would say her cheat is Ryan Reynolds. And my cheat is the hot waitress at Applebee's. And we both have equally the same amount of odds of hitting that fucking shit. All right. I got gotcha. you. I mean, I could see why you wouldn't want to claim it, you know? Oh, the, I had one said, like, they're actually like, any celebrity, living or dead, which one would you choose? And I said, uh, I'd probably choose living. All right. Welcome to episode 62 of Indecorous Comedy. Which means it's episode 12 of season two, right? I, don't, I lose track of shit. Yeah, people ask us every week. But... I thought the second season was just those three special episodes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this is, And then wait till we drop the prequels of the podcast. That's gonna when it's going to get really fucking confusing. It's really starting out like The Simpsons, too, where the first two seasons just, you know, look and sound like shit. So you guys are going to get rid of all the voice talent that's on drugs? <laughs> yeah. Eventually, one of us is going to get shot by their crazy wife. That's going to be our Phil Hartman moment on the podcast. <laughs> decorous Comedy, everybody, is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy podcast. Either the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. That's your call. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. To my left, we have Bobby D. 
Yo. To my right, we have Ian. What's happening? And today we're going to be talking about Indecorous News. We're going to talk about Indecorous History of Cannibalism Part 2. And then we're going to finish it all off with Indecorous Oregon State Laws. But before we get into any of that, let's welcome our guest for today, Mr. Andy Andrist, everybody. Andy. What's Andy. up, Andy? How you doing, sir? <clears throat> no, I think we already lost Andy. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, you did, but I'm back. Very good, Andy. You doing okay, man? I haven't talked to you in a minute. I know. Yeah, yeah. I think the, wasn't it uh, the punchline was the last time I see. Holy you. shit, dude! Yeah, we I haven't talked to you yeah, since since a... Rouse was still alive. That's how long. Yeah, that was a whole Rouse ago. No shit. You and uh, Junior Stopka and Rouse. I can't believe you guys fucking were able to do a whole tour together without one of you dying. Well, it, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, you know, it's like did COVID kill him or did he die? You know? <laughs> it was a delayed reaction to that tour. Yeah, I think we killed we killed Sean Rouse. It just took a few months for his brain to catch up to his body <laughs> i was sitting on t-shirts on that tour so it was like, John died. I'm like oh thank god i can jack the price up a little bit it <laughs> might be some money for the family oh see i figured you guys would have uh sharpied out sean from the shirts <laughs> yeah no yeah we would we called it the my son's black foundation, implying that his son his black would get any of the money. But no, we, we blacked him out of getting anything. <laughs> well, uh, Andy, we start every podcast with questions. All right, okay. Yeah, this is uh, our millions of fans. They send us questions from all over the world. Yes, I'd love love to hear them. Yeah, yeah, we we accept all the questions. We rarely have any answers, but we take them on. Now, this one, I ask these exactly as they're sent to me. So some of these don't make any fucking sense to me. So it's up to us to figure it out. And here comes one from Mike, who's a longtime listener. He lives in Thailand or something. This is Ian. You know Mike. Yeah. Where Where, where is he that he lives? He lives in Thailand. Home of the Lady Boys. <laughs> Home of the Lady Boys. And so this is one of the weirder questions that I don't know if I can practically figure out. But here it is. This is exactly how it is. It says... If time zones were not a real thing, then why didn't California warn Hawaii about Pearl Harbor? And therefore, the Earth is flat. This is the kind of shit that you come up with when you're able to access Ladyboy. <laughs> <laughs> or U.S. public schools. Yeah, you probably don't have enough savings to even have a modest trailer in Kansas. But if you go over there... <laughs> Lady boys, and then he's like getting all philosophical and shit. Yeah. Now you couldn't. I don't think it would have worked because those Japs were on Pacific time. <laughs> yeah. now, now I'm just trying to envision a respectable trailer in Kansas. <laughs> well, it would have a, a, a you know, it's all about the car, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> or the lot. What I love about this question is like, well, first of all, I can't figure the the fuck out. But somehow it's phrased in a way where it's like, ah, game set and match, motherfuckers. Yeah. Earth is yeah. flat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say, people should always try to make those BAM points. And they're like, yeah, see, if that's not like that, why don't I understand things? Uh -huh. Yeah. It's like, I remember years ago, Bill O'Reilly tried to prove that there is a God because he was like, look at the tides. Nobody knows how those work. Yeah. <laughs> 
What about the, the soccer moms are like, look at how beautiful my baby's eyes are. That's proof enough that there's God and life is amazing. Yeah. Like your kid has a lazy eye. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I'm just not a very good student or, you know, like some of this QAnon stuff would make more sense. It's just, I'm really, I want to get into all this shit, but I'm really inattentive and it so, sort of sounds like bullshit. So I'll just kind of like play along, but. You That's know, how I, uh, you know, I went to Catholic school basically all my life when I was a kid and that's kind of how I felt about Catholicism is like they would tell these fucking crazy ass stories just like Noah you know which is one of the basic ones and I would be like this doesn't make any sense that they would put two animals of every kind in a boat but then I would be like ah you know I'm a kid I'm just not old enough to understand this that's probably all it is I'm you know when I become an adult I'll, I'll get it but then I became an adult and I was just like, no, nah, this is just all horseshit. It just doesn't make yeah. any sense because it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I had it right the first time when I was eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Did you start asking those questions like, do, do whales have any acid in, in their digestive? Uh, was, was, was no partially digested? Oh, you know, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not, you're not being very good. You need to pray about your bad, bad attitude. Yeah, exactly. It's like this whole and dinosaur bones were put on the earth to test our faith and shit. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Or, or the uh, the wine once it gets blessed, but literally becomes the blood of Christ. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> I was just reading about that. What happens? Like, if you if you're eating the body of Christ. Then what happens when it gets processed in your intestines and it comes out as shit? Like, is, yeah. is that still God coming out of your ass? It's actually more the natural skin color of Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And God is a God is an ass man. Let's just be clear about that. But apparently, the fucking Vatican had a whole explanation. Like, no, no, no. You know, once it once the bread loses its form, then it's no longer the oh, get the fuck out of here. Like, they actually yeah. came up with an explanation as to why. Yeah, you exhale him. I want a job where you can have the definitive answer, even if it's bullshit, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, Trump, you know, that's what Trump does, I guess. He's, you know, it's like the, the staffers is like, this is, well, this isn't right. But no, that's what he says. And that's what goes. Well, yeah. You know, to an extent, that would really simplify life. That would make life a lot more simple if you just go like, hey, this is the idiot that is assigned to give the answers. Whatever he says, that's what goes. And you can't Slugs for it. salt, basically, right? That's the new Republican campaign is rats for raid and slugs for salt. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the Christian, you know, that's the, you know, ideally the man is the head of the house. So like I, if, if I don't, am not a leader among men, I still should have at least a shaky fucking core around me that will believe everything I say is God. <laughs> God damn it. I'm the man of the house and I don't want no lip. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, so in short, the earth is flat, I think is what we've decided on that question. Right. That's what it, yeah, and okay, yeah, yeah yes. that person does not that. understand time zones. So this is our second question. This comes from Bobby Joe. Oh, actually, this is kind of uh, goes back to what we've been just talking about. She asks, what is the dumbest way someone has ever tried to push their religion slash beliefs on you? And, you know, obviously I get the question beforehand, so I was thinking about it. And basically, I haven't had very many people try to convince me about their religion basically because a lot of people i meet i meet after a show and they're like ah this there's no way there's no this guy is fucking lost you know he's a lost soul there's no way of convincing him but growing up just my parents taking me to fucking catholic church every sunday made me never want to fucking be religious in my life that was enough 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I was, I was forced into it at an early age. So that's a, I got Shanghai from birth. What did you, what did you grow up? What was your family, Andy? It, um, they, my, I think kind of some uh, version of born again, the church my family went to was a, like a, I don't even know, like Pentecostal maybe, but it was like a church of God. So, you know, it was just kind of up to whatever preacher would come to town. And uh, we got, it was like, it was sort of like a prep for comedy because we got like preachers who weren't getting a lot of other gigs. And then it would rip us off or there'd be some schism or whatever, but we didn't have, we didn't really have any long-term preachers. There was always like, you know, yeah, the church of God would stand guys who were, like you know, on the way out. <laughs> so you were like in the triple run circuit of churches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to drive seven hours to preach. <laughs> yeah, he's up there like, ah, what else do I want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, they'd start preaching and then they'd go on a fifteen minute monologue of how fucking bad the fucking drive was. <laughs> <laughs> about how much better preaching was ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, during the preaching boom of the eighties. Anyway, I'll be selling shirts and trying to get some gas money to spread the word of God. <laughs> so I have a similar experience. I grew up in a real Southern baptist sort of area. And, you know, they try to recruit me to their, their fun flock by using the whole hamster in a, a toilet paper tube that gets shoved up your ass. And they, the whole gay angle, they just, they kind of ran with that sort of like a fear mongering. <laughs> like, you know, if, if you, you, you're kind of dressing weird, they're a fella. Those, those, Pants are a little bit too pink because, you know, they got faded in the wash. So are you gay? Do you put the dribbles up your ass? And then they started in that whole thing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you uh -huh. talking about? Wait, were they of like course, hazing children? <laughs> I mean, dude, it was one of these like convoluted. This is what their daddy told him in Sunday school about gay people. And then they started talking about that. And then, by the way, do you want to come to our church? And I was just like, ew, no, what the fuck is this? You haven't accepted Christ, you fucking pussy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Christ, you pussy. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like uh, the, the, my, well, it wasn't my church, but my school had an assembly and it was these guys called, I think they went by the name Power and they were just like muscle heads and uh, they would like rip brittle phone books and blow up hot water bottles, which I didn't even know you couldn't do, but they would do these feats <laughs> of strength. And then, uh, then that assembly happened at school and they did a prayer at the end of it. And then they invited uh, everybody to go to the thing at, that was at a church. And I went to that. And these guys were doing them their fucking muscle tricks. And then they were doing the altar call. And then I was looking around, but they're telling everybody head down, nobody looking around. And I was looking around and these guys were saying, oh, more hands are, you know, I was scared because I thought all my friends were turning Christian. So I was looking out <laughs> to see who, I could, see who I could get a ride home with. Or whatever. And, uh, and then I, you know, and then I saw these guys, and they were just putting everybody in this real intense, emotional fucking place. And they were full of shit. And I hit a side door and that was, that was, I guess, kind of an eye-opener because that wasn't my church, but it was a real intense other church. And then I decided, fuck it, I don't even want to go to my church anymore. That was that actually kind of goes back, at least for me, when you were talking about how it's kind of like stand-up comedy because I once entered a comedy competition and the guy that won the thing, well, he either won it or finished in second place, his whole act was how he could bend shit. Like that was his comedy. Act. Oh, I remember that guy. Oh yeah, you were there. Yeah, you yeah, were there. yeah, in yeah. Pittsburgh. <laughs> Bobby went with me to Pittsburgh. We fucking, it was insane. We drove seven hours for a fucking comedy competition. Yeah, th three minutes, <laughs> three minutes of stage yeah, time. For three oh, minutes of stage yeah. time, and we didn't make it to the next. Analyzed for three hours on the way back. <laughs> yeah. and, the, and we got beat by a guy that could bend a pan. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. He was like the world's strongest redneck. I think he built himself as something like that. Wow. Yeah. You can't beat that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? yes. I didn't realize that I was supposed to do that when I got into stand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, that guy is less insane than we were for thinking that we might have a shot at like booking cruise ships at that point. Yeah. That was the prize. It was like if you won that shit, you'd get on a cruise ship. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's just so sad, though. <laughs> you know, you don't even realize how much of your life you're throwing away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this will be great. You know, you get up there and then, you know, but uh, then life becomes like that fucking guy that bent the pan. Beat me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there were a lot of reasons that I thought I might fail at comedy, but not being physically strong enough was not one. of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, comedy is like one long bender, you know, like maybe yeah. maybe one of these days I'm going to snap out of it and sober up. <laughs> but you know yeah it's like probably a lot of comics need therapy and instead of therapy you get into the opposite of therapy which is stand-up comedy where you just spend a sad life with your fucking broken dreams in front of you (laughs) well i think we solved that question so there's our last question (laughs) this comes from morgan and she's asking and she's asking for three but we don't have to do three we can do less than that she's asking what's your ideal three-person fictional character team for the apocalypse but uh here's the caveat you cannot be superheroes so it's three fictional characters but not superheroes that you would take with you to i guess survive the apocalypse wouldn't john wick count because he's just murdered you know what that's a good yeah no i think i think he counts because he's just a dude that fucking kills people right take the the father the son and the holy spirit (laughs) no no superheroes man no superheroes Uh, (laughs) i think i'm gonna go with the racial car i'm gonna take the righteous indignation of sort of like the the karen that's just headed up to here sassy black lady of course and I'll, i'll take the um the sleepy Hispanic guy whose superpower is to conveniently forget to speak English whenever shit hits the fan. <laughs> so, so you're just going to ride around in a car full of stereotypes? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's going to be bonkers either way. <laughs> Can't you just go to work for ICE? <laughs> Round those people up in that fucking half hour at lunch? <laughs> yeah, that, that should be your fictional get on ICE agent. Uh... So yeah, my second guy is an ICE agent, John Wicks. And an ice agent, and then a fucking ice cream guy. It don't matter. <laughs> I would like a like a street preacher would always be good, and like a crazy street preacher. If you had a John Wicks type, because the street preacher could just be going all crazy with the word of Lord, and then Wicks could just come in and fucking kill everything. Yeah. All your enemies are just walking away and avoiding <laughs> eye contact. Yeah, the preacher's totally in on the killing too. He's like, "All right, got them. <laughs> Empty their wallets, John. Let's fill that collection plate." I would like somebody, yeah, with the accuracy, the shooting accuracy of John Wick, but the ability to avoid bullets like Rambo. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you have like fifty thousand, yeah. or just he just stitched himself up sometimes, like fuck it. Oh yeah, I'll leave a bullet in there and fix it later. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just I'll just leave that in there in case I run out of bullets later. I'll fucking pull that motherfucker out. Yeah, his superpower yeah. was he can't get infections. <laughs> He's immune to tetanus. <laughs> I w- I wanted to see First Blood Part Two, not Rambo. Like fucking Dennehy comes back. <laughs> He's k- kicking him further out of town this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did. I learned this. This is off the subject, but I learned this about that movie is uh, 
You know, you can bully hippies, but make sure they're not fucking big, fucking strong vets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, check their military <laughs> history before you bully a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to our next segment. This is Indecorous News. This is a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. Now, Ian, you can start us off with this first story. All right. So this first story headline is Pastor Who Peed on Woman Has Been Identified. The well-known North Carolina pastor accused of peeing on a woman during a Las Vegas to Detroit flight in October has been identified as Daniel Chalmers, co-founder and president of Love Wins Ministries. The Love Wins website lists Chalmers Home Church as Catch the Fire. News of the incident first broke on October 12th following the flight during which Alicia Beverly said she woke up from a nap to the feeling of something warm and wet on her and looked up to see the suspect shaking his exposed love wand, which he then mischievously tucked away. How would you expect him to tuck it away after that? Of course it's going to be. <laughs> he casually tucked it. That's probably how he did it, though. It was probably casually. He did it seductively. He did it like, oh, oh, oh no, you don't. I, yeah. I, like, I love that he shook it off, too. He didn't, like, try and put it away embarrassed or anything. He's like, hey, let me finish up. He should have get close to her face and then to her lips and go, shh, shh. You're having a bad dream. <laughs> and then tuck it away. Like that's how he's seductive. Like most seductive men do use their finger, but he just uses his cock. Just puts his <laughs> limp, drippy cock on her lips and just like, hush, madame. Oh, that it's not the thousand. Uh, what do they call it? They oh yeah, yeah, Mile High Club or whatever. Yeah, Mile High Club. But you just pee on some sleeping woman on. So now golden showers are included in the thousand mile high club. The golden Mile High Club. I think that makes you a spirit airline middle seat. <laughs> yeah you, you gotta pay extra to not get peed on on spirit airlines <laughs> how's this guy playing this off to me is he claiming this is holy water is he claiming it was a blessing well according to the police report a little before 2 30 a.m an off-duty police officer on the flight witnessed chalmers leave his chair wearing only socks and walk to the back of the plane where beverly was sitting Shortly thereafter, the officer heard a blood-curdling scream before Beverly yelled, He peed on me! Oh, so he was just in first class, and he's getting his money's worth. Yeah, I guess that's what he... Hey, I paid first class money. I get to pee on something. Yeah, yeah well, at least they're finally showing their disdain for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they used to fucking hide that shit. Yeah, they look at you when you walk by, but you know what they're thinking. I can go piss in your face. Yeah, <laughs> I probably will. Yeah, that's right. Like, you're lucky I don't go back there and pee on you. It probably happens all the time. That chick just happened to be awake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's probably a regular feature, you know? You're united. Uh, you're in first class. Yeah, you go back and you can pee on somebody. Sure. Wait, do you... I guess, yeah, I guess first class doesn't have its own bathroom. They must be so upset about that. Yeah. Well, they give them their steamy towels. They, that's why they did. <laughs> so this was a protest pee, basically. They wanted their own private bathroom. I'm going to go pee on a fucking second class citizen. Yeah. He was, I think if you're in first class, you get to call up somebody from coach to pee on. <laughs> so this guy was actually doing that woman a favor by not having her walk all the way to the front of the airplane. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, why are you flying these days? Come on. A, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's the angle. What do you expect? 
<laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what he's going to argue in court. I'm like, uh, Your Honor, I mean, it is COVID days. What's she doing? Yeah. Worst case scenario is she dies of COVID. This isn't even a big deal. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I thought piss cured COVID. I don't know. Jellyfish sting, COVID, all that shit. <laughs> I bet it does. I haven't washed my hands once, but I do pee on myself quite a bit. So, <laughs> so the officer then approached Chalmers, the preacher, and asked what he had done. Chalmers replied, I peed on her. I thought I was going to the bathroom. He was sent to the bathroom before the same officer questioned him, but by the time he came back, Chalmers was denying the entire incident, stating, I didn't do it. When the officer asked what he had done, he replied, whatever it is she's accusing me of, adding, I am a pastor. That is out of my character, and I didn't do it. He then asked me if there was any proof of him urinating on her, said the officer. And the officer advised him that the victim was covered in his urine and the seat was wet as well. Mm-hmm. So basically this guy fucking peed on the woman. Then they let him eventually go to the bathroom. Then when he came back, he was like, I don't, I don't know what you guys are talking about. And I was like, oh, so this fucking pee just came out of nowhere. I'm just picturing Superintendent Chalmers. <laughs> Skinner. <laughs> Uh, he denied having drank any alcohol, though he did admit he had taken prescription medicine. Uh, yeah. At one point, Daniel Chalmers told the officer, feel me, so as to prove that he hadn't peed on himself. Oh, I thought he'd say, like, you feel me? <laughs> no, he probably he probably, uh, he probably didn't drink, but he had three full glasses of the blood of Christ at the barbie. <laughs> <laughs> He's all hopped up on iron. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really just holy water that's been processed. Yeah. So she should have been grateful. You know, this Yeah, the- that's right. Yeah, there was yeah. If you eat Christ, it eventually isn't Christ anymore, but if you drink him, yeah, it's still in your piss. You're gonna have traces of Jesus in your piss. Yeah. Yeah, you can't drink Christ on an empty stomach. You gotta eat Christ first and then drink him. Yeah. Okay, so the guy, the guy was like, feel me. Yeah, you feel me? I pissed on yeah. that thing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, no, but that was his argument. He was like, hey, feel me up. I, you know, I didn't piss. <laughs> I feel like he had a pretty good defense there because that's what you do. You go like, oh, man, I thought really, uh, you know, she's close to the bathroom. She looks like a toilet. smells like a toilet you know like he's the old i'm sleepwalking defense but then he kind of blew it by coming back and admitting it was a man of god so then you breaking motherfucker he just has a wide stance Uh, at one point daniel chalmers told the officer feel me so as to prove that he hadn't peed on himself at that point, the officer slid his rugged hand, weathered by years of manual labor, into the crease between Pastor Chalmers' tightly ironed shirt and the stretched waistband of his underwear. Blood rushed to Chalmers' head and extremities. The officer then said, What have we down here, sir? You didn't tell me you were carrying a concealed weapon. Do you intend to harm me with this, Mr. Chalmers? To which Chalmers replied, Only if you want me to. Yeah, so I guess he was fucking really packing this guy. You guys do run these three Snopes, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got me. I made up that last paragraph. I made it up. <laughs> God damn it. A lot like my, you know, it sounds a lot like my submissions to Penthouse when I was in college. <laughs>
I was an aspiring smut writer. You know? I should have. <laughs> I should have known better than to put that paragraph in when we had Andy Andrist on. Yeah. <laughs> Way to fucking call me out, Andy. I was once published under the byline Ace Come in Hand. So. <laughs> you can't slip any erotica past me. <laughs> See, I should have known that Andy was going to slip a copyright claim as soon as I put this paragraph in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds like some Ace Come in Hand stuff. <laughs> it smells like it, too. <laughs> All right. Well, this, one, this part is actually true. As Chalmers exited the flight, he advised the captain of his intention to sue Delta Airlines for defamation of character for their treatment of him, the report alleged. He has since blamed the incident on a bad reaction to sleep aids, emphasizing that there was no malicious intent and reaching out to the victim to ask forgiveness and attempt to make things right. Yeah, what's your dry cleaning? I got it. Yeah, yeah. Is there anything Ambien can't do? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> like it can yeah. make you send racist tweets. It can make you pee on people. <laughs> it can make you a flat earth believer, a, yeah. a QAnon believer. Yeah. Yeah. Ambien piled my car into a guardrail. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I, I hope there's like a class action lawsuit like there is against Roundup. Did Ambien cause a confusing relationship twist? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ian, you can do this next one. All right. Yeah, Ian submitted this next story. Oh, so this, yeah, you, this, this is a fun one. This is a fun one. So for the for the PETA fans out there, this is a good one. So Costco drops Chacoa coconut milk over allegations of forced monkey labor. Costco has reportedly stopped purchasing Chacoa coconut milk after PETA accused its manufacturer of the Thailand-based company uh, Thepo Dung Porn Coconut Company Limited of using forced monkey labor. PETA investigators from its Asia division found cruelty to monkeys at farms and facilities used by the, the, used by the, the, Pung, the Dung Porn Coconut Co. Limited. So the monkeys weren't getting paid. Is that the problem? Yeah, I think that's <laughs> yeah. what it was. Or at least they weren't getting paid minimum wage. Well, they need a, like a, a union or something. Uh, I'm sure. Like, <laughs> I'm sure the monkeys aren't like uh, we got way better shit to do. Uh, I got to do a podcast. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, what are the monkeys going to do besides knock down coconuts or whatever? But maybe you know, if they're if they're treating them poorly, but I mean, they could work. Those cool little kid clothes they sell at Costco and uh, <laughs> knock out some coconuts and give them some. I think they just need more money. See, that's the thing. The shit's always like very like speciesist. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're like, we see a horse. We're like, yeah, put that fucking guy to work. You know, but the monkey is picking coconuts, and now we're like, ah, shut it down. Those are great points, Bobby. Here's some more information according to PETA. All right. So uh, according to PETA, when uh, I'm just going to say the PPA dung porn uh, wasn't forcing them to pick coconuts or perform in circus style shows for tourists, Thepa dung porn kept the monkeys tethered, chained to old tires or confined to cages barely larger than their bodies. Okay, now they're just being dicks about it. All right. Well, that's yeah, still minimum wage. That's what the working class in any country is up against. You get, you know, (laughs) Some of my favorite shirts were made by kids that are chained to tires on their brakes. <laughs> I, I just like that they recycle these tires. 
<laughs> I, I, yeah, there's probably those kids that are making the shirts are like, hey, these monkeys got cages? We don't even get cages. <laughs> Am I to believe monkeys in the wild would be happier? I mean, these guys actually get to be the subject of fun and kids get to laugh at them. And they get to put that on their resume and shit. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just a stepping stone, you know what I mean? It's good exposure. Yeah, 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 they, good exposure. yeah these monkeys get to put it on their LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, no, you don't want them on LinkedIn because that's how the whole Planet of the Apes movie started. Oh yeah, that's it's right. A bunch of apes getting together on LinkedIn and then networking. <laughs> <laughs> how soon I've forgotten. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> and what's weird is that's how the original Charlton Heston Planet uh-huh. of the Apes started. There's a Fucking way before it's time, that movie. God, the original <laughs> line was, God damn you corporate types. <laughs> <laughs> you Silicon Valley raiders. He <laughs> drinks and he was feeling good. And he said, God damn you apes. And they're like, huh, I don't know. I like the corporate one better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh- the Thailand-based maker of Chowko Fepadung porn told USA Today that it has audited coconut plantations using a third party and shared a copy of the 14-page monkey-free coconut due diligence assessment. <laughs> That's going to be that fucking first time that phrase was ever made. Monkey-free <laughs> coconut due diligence yeah. assessment. I feel like coconut plantations are where a lot of southern expats might have settled. <laughs> Wait a minute. I can sell them slaves and call them dirty apes. Yeah, they didn't want to change the terminology. That's <laughs> Jesus. Uh, <laughs> following the recent news about the use of monkey labor in Thailand's coconut industry, Chowko reassures that we do not engage the use of monkey labor in our coconut plantations. Our suppliers have signed memorandums of understanding that no monkey labor will be used at their farms, not even a little bit. Yeah, so they're not going to use monkeys anymore, which makes me wonder what they're going to use. And it's probably going to be kids. Yeah, yeah it's going to be kids. Yeah. Upgrade. Yeah, well, now fucking kids are going to be falling off of those fucking coconut trees, breaking their necks. I feel like uh, I feel like Peter Gabriel was trying to warn us about this years ago. <laughs> Shock the monkey song. It's really about these monkey plantations and coconuts. But, you know, we're all like fucking sitting comfortably in the fabrics made by the monkey labor. And it's cool. <laughs> So you know how I blame here? Who's the real villain in this story? The fucking vegans that create the demand for this fancy pants coconut milk in the first place. The dairy yeah. lobby and all the farmers are having a fucking field day, feeling smug with their dirty milk. Like, oh, look at me, unpasteurized milk. Fuck you, Tom Brady. <laughs> exactly, dude. Piece of shit. <laughs> the comic, not the... Uh... No. I don't know. You remember a Tom Brady comic? Carlos? <laughs> Oh, yeah. There, I don't know if I ever met him, but I knew there was one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I just remember random headshots. It's like all of a sudden, it's just, oh, there's a fucking, I see Tom Brady's smiling face. I bet it was. Yeah. Remember, it's like I'd like, I'd stare at headshots and go, oh, I bet it's fucking gone shitty for you. Like, I didn't know most of them, so you could just bag on them or whatever. But that's kind <laughs> of what did for a lot of shows when it was a room. Yep. that was filled with those outside of the room, I'd go, go, oh, you look like you ate a dick here, fat fuck. <laughs> I, I always kind of wondered, like, how that tradition started. Like, somebody was like, hey, do you have a headshot we can put on the wall so people can make fun of it in 12 years? Right, yeah. Like, Appleton was the, the worst because there's just, like, a whole holding tank of uh, bad headshots. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I was I was, like I remember when I first was getting on the road and I would see the, you'd see the old fucking Stanhope headshots with the mullet and shit. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna take a picture of this and send it to Doug. And he's probably fucking gotten like a hundred of those from a million fucking people. Uh, Let's see. Well, hit that shot everywhere. I got uh, uh, one of those from Sam Talent. I didn't know at the time. Sam Talent sent me one, and it was—I think it was in Klamath Falls—and it was—it was the first time they did comedy at this room, and uh, I was the first comic there, and and it was my first headshot, and I signed it. Thanks for making me your first. And then I proceeded to try to bang uh, a married chick <laughs> with her husband, and then there was we were me and the lady were trying to pick up a third chick or a second <laughs> chick. And then, and then we did a bunch of coke, and then we were having a good time. And then I knocked over a stack of books in their room, and then uh, then they kicked me out. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so Sam Talent sent me a picture of that photo uh, of that from that room. And then the, so the next morning, I got in a head-on collision with a Freightliner truck and should have fucking died. And God then damn, it, so when I saw it, I was like, man, I got to get that picture out of existence, <laughs> you know, but it, uh, that was almost my last statement in comedy. I would have been like, you know, like one of my first gigs and died in a crash on the way home. Oh, oh that's that dude. He said, thanks for making me your first and then died yeah. on the way home. What an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> you could have been a legend, man. <laughs> I'm not sure I haven't died, and the rest of this is just a bad dream. <laughs> yeah, I believe doing our podcast is often referred to as like the fourth level of hell. <laughs> uh, is Shaylee on it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that a long time ago about how I was way past the point of like, if I had died earlier in my comedy career, I could have been like, people would have said oh he had so much potential you yeah I mean? uh-huh. but then after you've been doing it long enough he'll be like well well you know yeah nobody likes you when you outlive your potential yeah right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's been my whole history it's like hey i was such a fucking rising star and i never really bought into it or anything and yeah and just kept fucking doing my thing which wasn't rising star like and then yeah. it's like, uh, oh shit! If I but if I'd have died in my early, if I'd have died at twenty eight, I think I would have had a cool reputation. Yeah. That's where we fucked up, man. We lived too long, Andy. Yeah, oh, I, I should have off myself in elementary school in that gifted class in second grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, there's always that. Well, I mean, I have that moment. I can think of that moment. It's like people say that the day they survived in the war or whatever. But I know that day where I was like, this is the day I should have died. Everything was on the rise. I was feeling good. And then that errant boss was careening out of control. And I it. No, no, man. Talk, yeah. If I could go back, I would shove myself further out in front of that bus. Yeah, yeah, right. If you could go back in time, you'd put you'd push your younger self into that fucking box. Right. Do you want to you don't even want to meet you at, at 50 years old? You're a fucking douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway you know monkeys they, yeah. they're forced labor you know what i mean yep. so cage them up Depa dung porns <laughs> chaco was also listed for sale on target walmart and kroger's websites representative from target and kroger 
Both stated they would look into the matter, while Walmart had no comment, so it sounds like they're probably cool with putting monkeys to work and keeping them in cages and shit. Yeah, Walmart was like, we're going to go with a company that treats their monkeys even worse. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's like, what? It's like, they're yeah. doing the, these monkeys' cages and shit? We barely do that for our employees. But yeah, what are they going to do? Put them in a pair of fat pants and make them greet people? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We have no more purpose for you in company if you're not knocking coconuts. So. <laughs> <laughs> no cage for you. Anyway, a little circus training, you know, if, even if they did circus as a side gig, that'd make them way more knowledgeable and presentable than anybody who's ever worked at Walmart in the greeting facility or capacity. Well, actually, you know what? That's what Walmart needs to learn about this whole thing is like make those greeters uh, learn some fucking circus tricks. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying like even monkeys have to have side hustles to survive now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're the fall guy. They're doing stunts now. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the gig economy, right? Isn't that what that is? Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that comedy is now there's like, you know, there's only like three gigs. Yeah. yeah well, right. the, I mean, gig economy sounds a lot better than no pension economy. <laughs> oh yeah there's that yeah basically com comics are we're not liberals we're just hoping for a free fucking healthcare handout so we can go about our careless lifestyle yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm trying to get my uh, dialysis subsidized I'm tired I'm tired of paying for my own fucking STD tests mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah uh, alright yeah why should I have to track my own sexual circle <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have to keep track of me being a super spreader? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't kiss her on the mouth, yo. <laughs> hey, everybody, this is your weekly reminder to follow us on social media. We're on all of them Facebook.com slash Indecorous Comedy. We're on Instagram at Indecorous Comedy. Twitter at Indecorous Pod. And we put all our promo stuff on. Actually, Ian is in charge of doing the promos now. Notice that the posters for our episodes are a lot fancier now. That is Ian. Also, it's also a game of catch the misspelling. <laughs> We're trading fanciness for misspellings. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Hey, pick They're, your battles, man. Right, right. They're a lot catchier, our posters are. But you know what? Hey, maybe we'll get some traction from all the misspellings as well from grammar Nazis. It's, it's all part of our evil plan. <laughs> yeah, if we can't get likes and comments on the content itself, then we can get some fucking grammar Nazis, hopefully, to help get the algorithms to trend our shit better. But, but, but trust us, we know pedophilia is only one L. <laughs> we put two L's there. Uh, that was just a bait. Jail bait. <laughs> And most importantly of all, we have our Patreon, patreon.com slash indecorous comedy. We have five different levels now. We used to only have three, but that's how big the podcast has gotten. We got five levels, $1, $3, $7, $10, and $20 for the high-rolling whale ballers. But even at the $3 level, you still get all the special releases that we do online, all the extra interviews, extra material, extra segments. You get access to all of that at the $3 level. You don't at the $1 level, but come on, man. It's a dollar. We'll give we, you a shout-out, though. We need, like, a $100 debaucher level. Oh, man. If, fucking, if somebody pledges $100, it can just yeah. take over the goddamn podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's called the, the DP, basically. We'll go yeah, you DP. can be a host. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, my chair is available. Yeah, yeah. You get to replace whoever host you like the least if you start <laughs> pledging us $100 a month. Yeah, and, and uh, Ian might be going away for a little while sometime soon. So. Yeah, so there you go. This is your chance to pounce. Now, Ian, we also have our little side podcast. Can you tell uh, the folks about that? Yeah, for the people that like it short and sweet and like it dirty, we uh, in season one did an awesome segment called Pornhub Comments. It was a big hit. And we took every segment from season one and put it on another podcast called Pornhub Comments, the podcast. So it's out now on basically iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places. So if you just want the abbreviated version of this shit, go check it out. Very good. <laughs> and we also still have merch. We have some cool uh, swag, swag. Is that what it is? Swag? No, swag is. No, we are not selling swag. What is swag? Oh, swag is weed. Yeah, this is not high school, Carlos. That's right. We're selling mids. We're selling mids. Yeah, we got some middies in our merch store. Yeah. <laughs> we do some. We have some some beasters in the merch store. That's right. That's right. So, Bobby, where where can people go to get that shit? So you can check out all of our awesome merch, and we have been getting a lot of great feedback on it. So please check out our merch at indecorouscomedy.com, and that is I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S, I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. For all the Ians of the world, please check us out for all your awesome merch and indecorous needs. And just a heads up, the security certificate on the site is probably going to expire before I get around to fixing it. So if you see a bunch of... This site contains viruses and bad guys and kitty porn oh, and all Jesus that shit. Jesus Christ. Then, you know, it's all just right. me being lazy. There's nothing wrong there. You go ahead and click on it. It's it's all good. Yeah, and if you go there and it says DNR, this domain is available, that's because Ian didn't <laughs> renew it. <laughs> and you need yeah. to go to Patreon so we can afford to renew it, please. Yeah, if, uh, if, if our website starts redirecting to Antifa.com, that's probably... <laughs> Yeah, for for twenty dollars, you can help us renew our domain. <laughs> oh, and we still, we still. Uh, thank you for mentioning that, Bobby. We still need to raise those fourteen hundred dollars so our masturbation videos don't get released by the Russian hacker. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, <laughs> we, we we failed to mention that, but we really still need that money. Are are we not accruing interest at this point? Like we're in default. We're gonna get hit up by some Russian hacker bill collectors. Yeah, if exactly. It's gonna impact our credit. <laughs> All right guys, we gotta move on. We're gonna move on to our a decorous deep dive. We build this podcast as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. And in this week's deep dive, we are going to be doing part two <laughs> in our series about dark history of cannibalism. Dark history of it, though. Dark, yeah, yeah, as opposed to the, the, the Disney history of cannibalism. Yeah, so you won't, you won't even be addressing the Mormons, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, well, fucking, or the Catholics eating their fucking savior and shit. Yeah, yeah, veal, that's veal. <laughs> yeah, it's veal. So basically, we had so much fun talking about cannibalism that we thought this topic deserved a part two, especially when America is trying to desperately eat itself in the midst of this election pandemonium. Our cannibalism theme this week is people that ate motherfuckers and got off. Our first fine young cannibal is by far the most famous Asian necrophile and cannibal. 
Japanese Issei Sagawa is actually a legit celebrity in Japan and all for killing, eating, and fucking corpses. Bobby, you can start us off with this dude's story. So uh, Issei's story begins as a preemie. He was born so tiny he could fit in the palm of his father's hand. He had a litany of early childhood health problems, but none serious enough to stop him from engaging in bestiality with his dog. You know what's ironic here is that he was only as big as his father's hand. He could have just swallowed him. Yeah. And then he would have prevented so many other people from getting eaten if he would have just fed him. <laughs> and he had to have been thinking about it too, you know? Think of the dog, the poor dog. <laughs> uh, as a schoolboy, he often made sexy times with his pet dog because he was too little to molest kids his own age. Did they mention what kind of an outfit the dog might have been wearing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was the dog's fault. Yeah. He was the mega slut. Yeah, how do we make this the dog's problem? Yeah, the kid could have just been minding his own business watching Sesame Street. and You know how dogs get all frisky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> You know how they fucking hump you and shit. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he could have just been like, let the dog go to second base, and then it just got too hot and heavy for both of them. That's right. You know how think think just build up. You know, you don't know where it's going to go. Yeah. It's like one of them teacher things. You know, sometimes sometimes wolf means yes. (laughs) Catch. Issei claims he first experienced cannibalistic desires while in the first grade after seeing a chunky man's thigh. Relatable, relatable. I was thinking after he saw what the school lunch was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd rather eat people. I'll eat a motherfucker. I'm not eating a killer. (laughs) All right, Ian, you got this next one. All right, as an adult, he was a shy man with weak nerves. Even though he had the imagination for it, He sucked at executing any of his diabolical plans. At the age of 24, while attending Waco University in Tokyo, uh, Sagawa followed a tall German woman home, then broke into her apartment while she was sleeping. Sagawa's intent was to cannibalize her by slicing off part of her ass and sneaking away. (laughs) But Yeah, just slide off into the night with part of that ass. Yeah, hopefully hopefully she doesn't notice that part of her ass is fucking missing. (laughs) She'll be none the wiser. If he lived in the Midwest, he could have gotten away with it. The lady could have woke up. <laughs> and, he, and he would have gotten thanked for it, too. She had such a flat ass that it was just like, she's not going to miss anything. She's got a pancake ass to begin with. All right, so uh, his physical weakness was the only thing that failed him in this caper. As his victim basically beat him up and then later pressed attempted rape charges on him. At the age of 27, Sagawa moved to France to pursue a PhD in literature at the Sorbonne in Paris. Sagawa has said that while reciting in Paris, almost every night I would bring a prostitute home and then try to shoot them. But for some reason, my fingers froze up and I couldn't pull the trigger. Instead of getting to eat them, he had just had to settle for fucking them. What a pussy. Yeah, that goes expensive. Yeah, no shit, right? So is he trying to say, like, oh, at this point, I had a conscience. I didn't want to murder somebody. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like he's like, hey, man, uh, you know, believe it or not, I just I I couldn't help myself. I was being a decent human being. That's the only way he could come is to, like, act like he's going to shoot him and then cry. (laughs) (laughs) Part of the routine. 
The girls knew that. That's why they're like, yeah, oh, he gets a little freaky with the gun. But don't worry about that. He won't even fuck it. He just yeah. cried like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think his memoirs is going to tell the story of how his porn addiction cost him a shitload of money. And if he would have only shot and killed them, he wouldn't have had the addiction to hookers and stuff. Here's the thing, too, with a guy like that. He's like, he fantasizes about eating somebody because you know, like you hear, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat her pussy. Or it's like, just eat. If just everybody had a chance to eat pussy, they wouldn't want to cannibalize. Like, yeah, it's okay. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's true. It's a little tart or whatever. I don't know. It's a little soapy. <laughs> well, by 32, his balls finally dropped, and he shot and killed an attract. <laughs> he shot and killed an attractive Dutch woman so he could eat her. I'm, I'm, uh, what do we have to put attractive on there? Yeah. What is it? Average. Yeah. She was a plain, a plain woman. But <laughs> yeah, that's why it was a crime. It's yeah, because it was yeah. an attractive Dutch woman. Otherwise, he would have just gotten away with it. Yeah, it would just been a tr like a ticket. <laughs> he ate her foot, but her face. <laughs> he fainted after killing her, but after waking up and calming his nerves, he finally got his shit together and had sex with her dead corpse. Over the next few hours, Sagawa consumed various parts of the woman's body, eating most of her breasts and face, either raw or cooked, while saving other parts in his refrigerator. Okay, so he was saving it for, like, lunch yeah. for the next day? Yeah, that never works. You, know? you, you think you're going to be into that the next day. And it's like, eh. Yeah. I, I mean, at least he was trying to use the whole corpse. Well, but it's 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 like French fries. It's like reheated. It's it never as good as the when it's fresh. We got to make it into a soup right off, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get that broth going. It's like killing a deer. You have to respect the corpse by eating all of it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I can't. I agreed, but I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> My friends have been weird, but never gotten to that point. <laughs> Uh, after he was done living out his boyhood fantasy, he tried dumping the body in a nearby river, but was caught in the act and arrested by police. Comically, the crime was so bizarre that authorities bought his defense that he was criminally insane, and rather than giving him legal punishment, let him spend a few years in a psych ward. I like how cops get to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this guy's wacky. Let's just... All right. <laughs> yeah, they're the most qualified to do a thing like this. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this Biden presidency. <laughs> so a famous Japanese author later published his account of his kill under the title In the Fog. Sagawa's subsequent publicity and macabre personality contributed to the French authorities' decision to deport him to Japan, where his ex examining psychologists all declared him sane and found sexual perversion was his sole motivation for murder. So he was allowed to leave the psych ward and spend the rest of his life as a wacky Japanese macabre celebrity. That's fucking crazy. This is the same fucking country that blurs pubic hair, but this guy <laughs> yeah. fucking eating women. They're like, yeah, you know, that's uh, who doesn't want to eat a woman every once in yeah. a while? You, you, yeah. You think the American elites are weird? <laughs> <laughs> this guy got to live out his, his best life ever afterwards. So check this out. Between 1986 and 1997, Sagawa was frequently invited to be a guest speaker and commentator on various Japanese TV shows. And most interestingly enough, Sagawa has also written restaurant reviews for the Japanese magazine Spa, where he once had a popular food critic column. And, and this is an unknown fact. He ate all of those kids killed in Columbine. <laughs> <laughs> he ate all of them. He, he competed against that hot dog eating <laughs> Kobayashi, yeah. Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Yeah, yeah. He ate all them kids killed in that classroom. 
faster than that, Kobayashi could eat a stack of hot dogs. <laughs> they had to go by weight, so they weighed the kids. Dead kids. <laughs> There's a lot of controversy involving the buns in that one, but uh, you know. Yeah, well, and I heard I heard this guy kept dunking the kids in water, and people are yeah. like, "Wow, no, that's yeah. cheating." Yeah. yeah, that's how he would eat their heads. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how they get you. You got to eat the clothing. And I got my school shootings wrong. Columbine was in Colorado. I was thinking Newton, Newtown. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. they all blend together. No, no, Newtown. That one was a hoax, wasn't it? Oh. Right, yeah, the, the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, there's so many school shootings, it's easy to get them mixed up, you know? Yeah, eventually they should just make a person out of all the school shooters. Fucking <laughs> big blobby, hillbilly <laughs> type, but he's like Billy Bob, uh, Thornton Jr. or whatever. He's like a combination of all of them. And, you know, you won't get as any minority blood in there. Because every, <laughs> right. every school shooter in history has been the whitest of the white kids. Ah, dude, yeah. that 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 Asian guy at uh, Virginia Tech really put some numbers on the board. Yeah, he, he <laughs> fucked it up. I, you know, I know. He's I, the yeah. he's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Mohammed, Mohammed, with the proper guidance chip, you know. Malvo was the shooter. Mohammed was the coach. <laughs> but to put a bow on the story, this guy basically, after retiring from cannibalism, became a food critic. So this is like the dude living his best life in some fucking Japanese fantasy. I mean, it is fucking wild, but I mean, hey, we have O.J. Simpson here. This guy fucking <laughs> yeah. murdered his wife, and yeah. he's whimsical on Twitter now. Yeah. The food was good. The service was all right, but I've eaten a child, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really come after I ate the cheesecake here. <laughs> I feel like they didn't cut the right cut of ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, to be a culinary authority based on your prior cannibalism life is just awesome. Did I taste taint? Good heavens. <laughs> <laughs> this chef knows nothing about preparing a child. <laughs> We're going to move on to our second cannibal, which Andy had kind of already uh, hinted Foreshadowed. At yeah, foreshadowed. That's the, that's the yeah. word I was looking at. So usually when you talk about killing and eating someone, it's with a trusted confidant. Sure. You at least have expected to become your accomplice. Otherwise, you might have another victim on your hands. Today, we're going to talk about a German man that agreed to be another man's dinner and how the two made it happen. And Bobby, you can tell us more about this guy. Armin Muse is how me Muse. I don't know. <laughs> no relation to uh, Jason Muse from Jay and Silent Bob. But uh, he was that neighbor that you wish you had. Uh, he helped neighbors mow lawns, fix cars, and invited them over for dinner. Though he lived in an old creaky mansion and kept his lights on late into the night, he never bothered anybody, so people were shocked when he was charged with killing, then frying and eating another man. I wonder which one they were more shocked about, the killing, the frying, or the eating. Yeah. I think he got it out of order, too. <laughs> yeah, you might be right about that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, shit, I did. So uh, in one of the most extraordinary trials in German criminal history, the self-confessed cannibal admitted he had met 43-year-old Bernd Brandes after posting an ad online looking for someone who wanted to be eaten and did just that. I always had the fantasy, and in the end, I fulfilled it, Muse told the court on the first day of his murder trial. All right. Now, is this what you were thinking about, Andy, or is there like more than one that I yeah. haven't heard of? I heard a podcast about that whole thing and, you know, just some of the deep, really fucking sick 
details. Uh, the guy was 43 and he was maybe that wasn't what his deal was. He wanted to be eaten by another person. But at 43, you probably had enough life. <laughs> well, I mean, just the, just just when you say 43, that's gross enough as it is. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. What are you doing still alive at 43? I would have demanded to be knocked out with some really high-grade heroin first. Yeah, if you have any sense of decency. Those were some of the problems with it, you know, not proper drugging and cooking technique. <laughs> yeah, right. Like the guy, he, he uh, allowed him to cut his dick off, and then he went to the kitchen and prepared it. And then when he came back, the two of them shared the cock. And the guy who cooked the cock, he was upset because it got overcooked. Yeah, same, same dude, same dude, same story. Oh, so we're we're well, skipping ahead. Well, Ian, all right, go ahead, Ian. You got more details on this motherfucker. All right, all right. So prosecutors describe how Muez had fantasized about killing and devouring another human being, including some of his classmates, since he was eight years old. And the urge only grew stronger after the death of his mother years later. <laughs> you know how when your mom dies, you just get hungry? Yeah. <laughs> and Burger King was closed, so you're like, fuck it, let's eat a motherfucker. Yeah, let's eat everybody else at Mrs. Edwards' class. If only mom were around, I wouldn't be eating my fucking classmates. Right <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty thin justification for that sort of crime, I think. I mean, I think we can all agree this is all the women's fault. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> women, women are horrible. So the, the two men agreed to do the deed on March 9th, 2001 probably to commemorate the death of rapper, the notorious B.I.G., who was gunned down four years earlier. Brandez swallowed 20 sleeping pills with a half bottle of schnapps before Muez cut off his penis, again with his consent, then fried it up before the two men ate his penis. Oh, yeah, that's what you are talking about, Andy. So the dude yeah. was like, hey, yeah, cut my dick, and then let's us munch on but it. Then I think... Well, I remember that and from that podcast I listened to is they were both disappointed in how it turned out. <laughs> but, you know, not from a standpoint of this is too creepy. Maybe we've crossed a line. <laughs> the, the actual fucking cooking of the meat wasn't done right and the dick was too chewy. Well, well that's the thing. You got a sous vide cock. Yeah. Yeah. I like to put it in a light butter. <laughs> well that's what's gonna really suck is that if you don't cook it right the first time good luck finding another one <laughs> it's like yeah it's hard to cultivate a dude who wants to be devoured while you uh you know you're right animal. i guess he didn't worry about what was for dessert dick <laughs> <laughs> is the first course so well okay yeah then what you know it's like it's like two people that wanted to meet each other met each other and did what they wanted to do but it was disappointing the cock turned out so poorly. I'm sure the fantasy <laughs> version of it was that it would be delicious and they would both kind of orgasm. Instead, it was like, oh, God damn it. You know, like when you get some fish and you're like, oh, this is, looks good. And then you'd start, oh, fuck. And you got to spit it out because there's bones in it. Yeah, there's too much bone in the cock. Yeah. 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 But then, you know, the guy who gave his dick for that's got to be sitting there going, Oh, you ungrateful son of a bitch. Yeah, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. You really got to be careful who you meet online. Yeah, <laughs> like, <that's> the, <laughs> he, he says it's really good, but then, like, you see half of it sitting there on the plate, and he doesn't take another bite. He's like, did you just did you just put ketchup on that shit? Come on, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a monster are you? What kind of a monster? <laughs> ketchup on that cock. Go ahead, eat the asshole. You'll love it. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of which, Brandy's was bleeding heavily by this point and took a bath 
as Mewis apologized for the slightly overcooked and under-seasoned fried dick. <laughs> I like how this guy was bleeding heavily, but he still was like, ah, I'm not feeling this dick right now. <laughs> so Mewis then kissed the man passionately as he stabbed him in the neck with a large kitchen knife. He then chopped him into pieces, put some in the freezer, and buried his skull in the garden. So here's the fucked up part, right? Is Oh, this the, is the fucked up part? Yeah, I know, right? Everything else in the story, normal. All it's right? the two but, men kissing. It's the part Bobby yeah, has a problem yeah, with. Right? Okay, that's, that's the problem right now. But I think that's that's legal in Oregon now, right? Yeah. Then they pass a proposition yeah. where you can kiss the guy that you're stabbing to death now? <laughs> you know, these fucking Oregon, the fucking left coast. Well, so when I was when I was reading this story, it didn't say anything about them being like underwhelmed by the how the dick was prepared or anything. I just made that part up because I thought that would be funny. But apparently that's what happened. <laughs> that is purely yeah. a coincidence. Yeah. Bobby was just writing out a personal experience. Yeah. I guess there wasn't a really good recipe book for, for how to prepare a talk, but the guy, yeah. you know, that was, I think it was kind of, it's called Monstrosity or Monstrosito or something, but it was that, that was their kickoff episode, and they really went into detail about the dick. It was <laughs> on the <laughs> It was like, I didn't like, you know, the sword and scale ones were interesting, but they were also kind of troubling, and you walk around with a head headphones in, you know, do grocery shopping while you're hearing about somebody's, you know, underprepared dick or overcooked. Right, dog. right, right. <laughs> yeah, just looking around, waiting for other people to be in horror like you are here. Oh, I'm listening to some really fucked up shit. Well, the thing with Sword and Scale is that they never get into enough detail about how long the dick was sautéed and shit. Well, that's what the other side project did, and oh, it got good. into the mind of the people. So it went back and forth between those two guys, and it was like you know, so it was like bad theater with with the uh, dick and cut off and all that. Like, oh, he must be really disappointed, and you know, and maybe the passionate kiss was on one side. I don't know if the victim <laughs> was feeling after his dick got. I mean, he was cool with it being cut off and cooked, but the guy's a fucking. But you know, he. I guess he probably let off with he was a really good cook. So when the <laughs> comes right. back and it's all chewy and shit. It's like you can't get that back. Like, yeah, gonna, that's the only dick I have, dude. Yeah. You probably tried to blame him, like, well, maybe your dick wasn't, you know, I don't want to come on, man. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's your dick that's the problem here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've cooked a lot of dick, and they taste, they're much better than this. I don't know what happened there. Were you flaccid? Yeah, this is this is not prime dick you're giving me here, man. Yeah, yeah this and, isn't even choice. This is, yeah, this is like rancher it, dick. Well, apparently this guy made the best of it, because over the next few months, Mewis cooked and ate over 44 pounds of brandies before police showed up. He tasted of pork with every bite. My memory of him grew stronger, Maui's told detectives, adding that he had gotten out his best cutlery, decorated his table with candles, and eaten brandies with a bottle of South African red wine that was just lovely. He went on to talk about the wine having hints of berry and chocolate notes as detectives started daydreaming and wanting for the obnoxious cannibal to shut the fuck up. <laughs> He could have kept that dude alive for a long time if he'd have done it right, but he just cut his dick off and let him bleed. Yeah, yes, right. <laughs> a fucking yeah. forced tongue kiss while he stabbed him in the, you know. That, that's the problem did. with cannibals. They're inconsiderate. Yeah, <laughs> that guy could have been like a, just down to his torso, and then they, they could have had their his dick on a special anniversary. The, <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. 
You know? It's like that's the two-year anniversary is the day, yeah. right? Isn't that how yeah, it goes? They, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. That's the gift. All right, Bobby, you can do this next paragraph. Uh, so the unprecedented <laughs> case was problematic for German lawyers who discovered that cannibalism is not technically illegal in Germany. Of course not. Uh, instead, they charged Muse with murder for the purposes of sexual pleasure and disturbing the peace of the dead. Um, <laughs> Muse had a unique defense that his victim had actually agreed to be killed and eaten. He even had a gruesome video of the entire evening where um, Brondas gave clear consent. Brondas's girlfriend told German TV he was a financially secure professional and the two enjoyed a healthy sex life but they had recently split when he revealed he also liked men. Prosecutors mm -hmm. said he was suffering from a severe psychiatric disorder and a strong desire for self-destruction. See, so this story took place in 2003. So I feel like in 2020, Muez would have gotten like more props for asking consent to eat the guy <laughs> and the girlfriend would be turned into a monster yeah. because she's a homophobe. She should have married him if she had known how far it's like, oh, she thought he was gay, so she didn't marry him. But if she would have known he wanted to be cannibalized by another dude and he was financially uh, secure, yeah, she would yeah. be fucking sitting pretty right now. Oh, you're going off on one of your weekends, we'll enjoy getting your dick eaten. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be moving your shit to the curb, but you won't be here. <laughs> all right Ian, so you, ian can you can tell us how this guy all right go ahead you know, yeah. he got caught oh oh another thing we do on this podcast andy is all three of us pronounce everybody's name completely differently yeah we gotta keep even, listeners on there too so. i have no idea how to tell any of these names all right yeah. so, so after killing uh brandes muez met five other men who responded to his ad but did not kill them all was well until some kids stumbled upon the ad and narked on muez in court, Muez testified that he had felt lonely and neglected as a child when his father walked out on the family. He had fantasized about having a blonde younger brother who he could keep forever by consuming him. Well, I guess that's one way of keeping somebody forever. Well, anyway, Muez added at his trial that he felt much better and more stable after eating brandies. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with every single way I can pronounce these names. <laughs> Brandis. 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 Since Brandis. Brandis. Said, uh, since Brandon spoke perfect English, that his English had improved. What? Okay. See, this is how oh, drunk yeah. I am right now. I don't know what I'm saying. Improved by eating somebody? I, yeah. That's Isn't that what uh, Duolingo is all about? You fucking eat somebody. Yeah, you eat from, somebody and that's how you learn the language. You, you, yeah, exactly. He also yeah, absorbed revealed... The yeah. I'm fluent in like four tongues, but I have to have them all in my <laughs> ass at the same time. <laughs> <At> the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'm not a cannibal, but I eat ass, right? Isn't that kind of fucking get you somewhere? He Made also it revealed... is, that, is that your new t-shirt <laughs> yeah that's what I, i'm like after the show i'll be selling i'm not what wow. is it? i'm not a cannibal but i eat ass can i put my stickers on the end of the table <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the far side of the table i don't want you to be taking away any any of my heat <laughs> don't be, don't be, i had to i fucking dude i did a gig one i mean in fucking Vir, newport news virginia with the bad boy of New York comedy, which I forget his name, but he was like, all right, you can sell your shit, but uh, it's got to be at the other end of the bar because he was too afraid <laughs> of steal his fucking heat. Wait, wait, wasn't isn't that what like killer bees would do or something? I mean, I never like... worked with killer bees, but this guy. I think, I think they declared Biden president. I'm getting some. Uh, oh, really? 
shot Who their did? wife. I'm hearing explosions around town. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but you live in like Portland or some shit, right? Isn't that an everyday thing? I live in Eugene, but yeah. Yeah, it's probably Antifa. It's yeah. an Antifa, uh, yeah, another Antifa raid. Yeah, that's just Antifa collecting their Soros checks, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, that's if it weren't for the Soros money, we would be broke around here. You know what I'm saying? That's why. That's the only reason I do it. Like, if Congress would fucking approve this unemployment benefits, I wouldn't have to be throwing bricks for Soros. But we get yeah, Antifa that's... dues for burning little towns down. All right, so I've got to finish this guy. He ultimately was convicted in 2006 for murder and disturbance of the peace and sentenced to life in prison, overturning a 2004 convention for manslaughter and the lesser sentence of eight and a half years. I think what's confusing is like, okay, so they convicted him in 2004 of manslaughter and then what? They just revisit? That's when he finished eating him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they couldn't convict him until he finished shitting the last yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to digest it. He's got to go on now. <laughs> well, that, I mean, did they just like revisit it later after they passed some cannibalism laws? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they were like, oh, maybe we should write something here about uh, not eating people. Yeah, there's those loopholes, and maybe that guy even researched it. He goes, well, I can get away with this legally. There was people who having sex with horses in, in Washington State, and then they looked at the books, and there really wasn't anything that said you can't, so they wrote a new law. Yeah, that's right. Uh, what was it, Mr. Hands? Yeah, yeah. drove him out of there. There's a lot of upset people like my grandpa was a horse fucker and every generation. <laughs> fucking horses. It's like, uh, it's like Mormons. They have to like move down to Mexico, you know, so they yeah. can keep. <laughs> Everybody's flown to North Dakota for whatever bad reason. It's the last bastion for horse fuckers and two cannibals. You can eat dick there. You can still eat dick if you get consent. Speaking of states, we're going to go to our last segment of the night. It's Indecorous Laws, and we are doing Oregon this week. Oh, yeah. That's right. Every week, or really whenever we feel like, we highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the USA. Most of them were real laws, at least at one point. Some of them have since been repealed, and others are sadly still on the books. One of them might be unverified, because I can't always verify these. I used to do them in order. Now I just do them from wherever the guest is from. And uh, Andy, are you still out in Oregon? Yep. All right. So that's what we're doing. We're doing Oregon. And Bobby, you can do this first law. In Portland, a person is in violation of city code for laying, standing, sitting, or climbing on any fixtures located inside a public restroom that are not intended for that purpose. It's also unlawful for two or more people to occupy a public restroom designed for one person. What about girls? Girls got to pee in teams. I mean, it's the yeah. thing they do. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just kind of a reaction. I was doing a lot of TikTok videos where we stood in urinals and sang. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think the city overreacted, quite honestly. I have a feeling that most of these laws are going to be because of Andy Andrus. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I think you got to get together. If people are climbing all over the public toilets and do something as a group and, you know, legislators, God damn it, enough of this. I went in to take a shit and there was a family of four living back in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will say I went on one of those like booze cruise things one time and there was like literally one bathroom on this ship. And there is they just got a bunch of dr people that are day drinking. So all these people are just doing coke 
in the bathroom and there's a line like 40 deep to try and yeah. take a piss on this thing. So I would want to pass some legislation too, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Legalize Coke so that people don't have to be forced into a dirty, I'm tired of doing dirty toilet Coke. <laughs> I, want to do it. I want to just like, you know what? I don't want an entree. Just give me a dinner plate. <laughs> That's what started the coronavirus is toilet Coke. <laughs> It's funny because they passed that shit in Oregon now, where you can have like what, like a personal amount of coke, heroin. I guess you can. I'm trying to open like a bank, like a savings and loan, where people from other states, I'll launder your drugs, send it to me, and I'll legalize it by holding it. <laughs> That's great, dude. Yeah, we're thinking of moving the podcast to Oregon. So yeah, let's talk after the show. Yeah, yeah. When you show up in Oregon for your drugs, I'll say, well. Uh, yeah, I've invested those in other drugs. So you have a statement, but you're not getting your drugs. <laughs> I guess you could kind of sell whatever you want as long as it's one gram at a time. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, you know, that one kind of caught me off guard. The other one was about hallucinogenics. Uh, which I I was aware that one was coming, but I didn't think they would like blanket say, you know, I guess it's like if you're caught with an amount of drugs that can't bust you for that. Right. If it's for sale. So yeah, well, you know, I mean, it'll definitely take a few of those, you know, oh, I, I don't want to hold the Coke feelings away. It's like, no, fuck yeah, man, I do want to hold it now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, I mean, it probably isn't, but I wish they would write the law. Like you can have as much as you want on you as long as it's not for sale so even if they do catch you with like fucking two kilos of heroin you're like nah i just love heroin yeah <laughs> that's how much i love heroin. i'm thinking about starting a tribute band <laughs> yeah. they're like if you cops if you cops want to hang you can watch me do all this fucking heroin <laughs> yeah Slash back. There's next lock. Carrying a miner on the hood fender running board, open truck bed of any other external part of a motor vehicle on a highway is a class B traffic violation. So you can't put your kid on the hood fender or running board of your car. My my folks would have got a lot of tickets for that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> of all the miners you're carrying around on your vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> How am I supposed to sell these kids if I can't put them everywhere? <laughs> There's no more room in the trunk. <laughs> I, I'm selling in bulk over here. Yeah, we were rented. <laughs> Is that wait? Did they have to pass that after like like all those teenagers were dying like surfing on hoods and shit? It sounds like the it should be like the homecoming parade law. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what that, it that is. That always happens at every high school is somebody with potential. You know, oh, he's so he was so funny. He had so much potential, but he fell off the homecoming float. Now he's a fucking retard. And, <laughs> yes. But he's one of the better athletes in the whole Olympics now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he still has his instincts when it comes to running. That's what that that's got to be the next conspiracy theory we got to start Andy is like you know they're putting all these uh, jocks on the fucking roofs just because the special olympics committee wants to get more gold medals yeah they're holding they're holding people's potential back well we got to get medals all over the place dude so you got to fucking retard some of these motherfuckers <laughs> got to move yeah. these medals yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna make uh donald trump crying towels for all the fucking conservatives that are <laughs> 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 at the results oh boo-hoo our guy lost 
Ah, uh, shit. Well, you know what? Let Joe have a chance. Maybe he'll do all right. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm going to close us out with this last law in Oregon City, wherever that is. Yeah, it's up by Portland. I, or in Oregon City, all domestic animals in the act of copulation exposed to public view are categorized with other nuisances affecting morals. So... Animals fucking animals, apparently. Jesus Christ, wow. I'm going to go to the move there and be in city council. <laughs> yes. This is what's finally moved you into... Fu- you were running for something, Andy, weren't you? I did. I, well, I got a couple... I, somebody wrote me in for something, and then I started campaigning for it. I don't even know if I was eligible, but it was Zone 5 Inspector. <laughs> I don't know where Zone 5 is or what the job entails. <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah. Because it's like it was a write-in, and it didn't look like there was an opponent. So I'm like, if I fall into this job, I'll treat it like stand-up comedy. I'll show up. You inspect the fuck out of that stuff. Yeah, I'll show up, get drunk, yell at some people, and then drive off drunk. (laughs) Zone (laughs) 5! Yeah, Zone 5, man. I'll be back, maybe, if you're lucky. If you're the inspector of Zone 5, dude, you can drive drunk all over the place, man. You're fucking... (laughs) Cops stop. Yeah, you get that zone five immunity. Yeah, you got fucking, you get stopped by a cop. You're like, fucking, I inspected myself. I thought I was pretty good to drive. <laughs> zone five, motherfuckers. But pretty yeah, dude, I, I wish, mean, I mean, are the results in on that? Or are we going to have to wait for like I, two yeah, months? It's hard to find write-in results. So I kind of wait. I'm, you know, I, I'm holding all the drugs and balloons until somebody call. <laughs> I guess they'd have to find me. I'm not even in zone five. It's like a different area. Well, so they might, I might be disqualified, but I would like to see how many votes I got versus, you know, the thing that I kind of told me I didn't win was there were like 4,000 write-in votes. Wow. So there was some, there was a, you know, somebody got some votes. Yeah. Kanye is now inspectors of zone five. Yeah. Like if I, if it was in the twenties, I had a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, you got to, I mean, uh, uh, because we, we've reached the end of the podcast somehow, miraculously, right. but right. but you got to tell us if you win this shit so we can bill you yeah. as, as, as inspector of Zone 5 when we fucking advertise this shit. Yeah. Hey, you'll always be inspector of Zone 5 in my mind. I'll make all the, I'll make, a, you know, you can do gigs out there. I'll turn it into a comedy. They will have to do comedy. <laughs> <laughs> business will be a comedy club and I'll make the zone five or pay for the shows. That would, that would be the ultimate if zone five of what, wherever zone five is, just becomes the enclave of every fucking degenerate comedian is moving ahead. Zone five is just a big bringer show. Yeah, we don't have any money for you, but there is cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll get all the greats. We'll get Artie Lang. Well, no, then we'll run out of cocaine, though. Andy, thanks for doing the podcast, my dude. Thank you. Yeah, I had fun. Gave me a reason to get high again, like I didn't have other reasons. But uh, yeah, I miss seeing my friends and doing comedy. It doesn't seem like it's coming back, so this is it. I know, dude. Man, well, like, when was the last time you did a gig, dude? Uh, uh it was it was in you know like April, I think. I, you got you got me beat. I got the last gig I did was in February. I just booked. Yeah. I just booked a gig for late November, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is gonna be a fucking disaster because I'm gonna be rusty as fucking fuck. Oh man, yeah. Let alone that I'm gonna die of COVID. You know what I mean? That's the least. Right. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not like you know, like you heard someone like Sammy Hagar said. Uh, you know, if people die. You know, I'm just gonna get out there and rock. It's like, and that's not comedy to me. No, <laughs> no, that's not me either, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't care about any gig that much to get me sick. either. That's the thing is like I, I I got asked to do that again. I'm like all right, I'll do it. But yeah, I'm not desperate to get out there and fucking yeah yeah sure everybody let's let's just die of suffocation and on a respirator. That's the way I wanted to end my fucking comedy career. <laughs> yeah, uh, live, give me the whiteboard. I got something funny to say. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll point at the letters and you just put the <laughs> sentence together for me. <laughs> fucking Stephen Hawking, this yeah. shit. Yeah, as soon as I saw, I mean, as soon as I learned about this, I was like, this is going to be bad for comedy because if you do comedy right, which I don't normally do, but people are you know, laughing and they expel shit out of their mouth. You know, it's like a sneeze when people genuinely laugh at something. It's like the whole room sneezing. So that's like, uh, I'm too good for that. I mean, if I did comedy, I would murder motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Dude. <laughs> but you got issues with Andy, though, right? Yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah, that's uh, the comedy outlet is talking to people. And saying funny and outrageous shit uh, t into a microphone, dude. That's basically all I've been doing. Where where can people check out issues with Andy? We, it's on YouTube. I, I think we're on Fridays and Sundays. On or I think we're only on Fridays. We, we were we were doubling down during the beginning of this COVID, but then football season came on, and I ran out of shit to say. So <laughs> uh, we went back for one a week. But it's on Fridays on YouTube channel with me, Chad Shank, Brett Erickson, and Greg Shaley talking about the events of the day or whatever that's awesome man and uh andy thanks again for doing the podcast man i love you bro yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i love you too and uh, thanks guys hey thank yeah. you andy that was a lot of fun man really appreciate yeah. doing it bro bobby you got any last words before we sign off here on this indecorous comedy podcast uh uh yeah <laughs> All right, that's all we needed to hear. Yeah, pretty pretty but, much. I mean, I just, I just wanted to ask you if you had last words. I wasn't gonna let you say the last words. I just wanted to add it. And that's our time. And that's it. <laughs> How about you, Ian? You got any last words before we sign off on this indecorous comedy podcast? I'll, I will say this. I mean, I've been waiting for the time when all of the true patriots take down their American flag paraphernalia and put back up their confederate flag paraphernalia it's gonna happen you know you're gonna see all these people that were america this and red white and blue that all of a sudden you won't see any of that shit and all you're gonna see is the the rebel cross you know so they're gonna be trading in the old uh the red white and blue for the old fucking yeah the flag. funniest the funniest i mean we're in the south we're all in the south right now but the funniest is when you see confederate flags up north I know, right? Neither the Midwest or even Pacific North. I mean, I don't even know if the Pacific Northwest was part of the United States when the Civil War happened. But you see people wearing, like, fucking flying that fucking flag. It's like, motherfucker, you weren't even part of that shit. <laughs> Someone apparently told them that that flag means it's cool to hate black people, and that's enough for them. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, uh, yeah. That's, all, that's, that's, all, that's all I need to know. Well, thank you for listening to the podcast. I do want to mention this before we go. I'm banned from Facebook right now, so it's going to be hard for me to post it on Facebook, but I'll try to post it on our Indecorous websites. For a long time, I've been trying to get a hold of our old buddy Clint Knorr's recording of his album. He recorded an album about a year before he died. Weren't you on that one, Bobby? Yeah, 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 I was. I, I, was... I hosted it. You were one of the openers, and of course, he passed away, so he never got released. But I was able to get a hold of a video. He's, there's a video recording of that set. So I'm going to try to post that on our links. So definitely keep an eye on our social media links. 
And if you follow me, you can catch it on mine, but otherwise you can catch it on the Indecorous Comedy social media links. We'll try to post a link to his video of his album recording. Alright guys, we'll talk to you next week. Love you all. Walk your cat. Walk your cat. Yeah, you feel me? I pissed on that bitch.